Captain. Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand. And let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! Oh! I got one thing to say right here. Can you win? gentlemen welcome back to the raging review podcast a post-game pod we've been wanting to do for a very long time the louisiana raging cajuns are back in the field of 68 last time we were in the field it was the field of 64 jerry i know you've been waiting for this episode for a long time how you feeling over there pal well it only took nine years but i mean i'm glad it finally came around i mean Quit banging on Bob. Come on, man. No, it's about time. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. I I, I just uh, it, it's it's been a long time coming. It's been long overdue. I think. Um, you know, if anybody knows, I've been pretty. I'm not gonna say harsh on the program, but I've been pretty critical on the fact that I've always thought we can do more and, and be better than what we are. And 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 it showed tonight. The guys proved it tonight. They got it done. And look, they stepped up. And so can't be happier for these couldn't couldn't be prouder of these players and uh just the way that they were able to grind through the tournament and and get it done and so now we're cutting down nets and hey louisiana's going on an ncaa tournament bracket that's all you could ask for three days in march mission accomplished don't care how three you out slice of three. it three look three. tonight is a great night to be a raging cajuns fan alum supporter whatever don't care about anything else we win uh we're champions we cut down the nets yeah i need a klonopin and a vodka. I think I told you about the the midway through the second half. Uh, no, it was fun, man. Um, I had a couple Houston buddies here cheering on the Cajuns. Um, it, it was funny at their early part of the game. They weren't really into it. They were just kind of like, oh, yay. You know, I mean, they're they're Houston, actually UH fans. So they're sitting there going, oh, yay, golf club. But as it went on and we started picking it up, they were uh, they were into it and they were they were happy for me. So uh, all in all, a good night in H-Town. 
Okay, well, look, let's get it started. Jacob, you were the first to request, so how are you feeling tonight? I know you're excited. I am so happy, Josh. Happier than you will ever know. I've, I've, I mean, you know me. I mean, and, and if y'all out there, y'all know my story. I, I've worked for this team for five years, four, four years as an undergraduate manager and one year as graduate assistant. Um, I've worked for the team in that season where we won the regular season championship and uh, faced some unluckiness, had some injuries happen in the tournament and, and couldn't get it done that year. Um, but to see the team win tonight, I'm just so, so proud of this group. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, there is some luck that comes into it. Like, we, we lucked out getting to play 11 seed Texas State. We, we kind of lucked out getting to play an 8 seed in the final. A lot like last year, Georgia State was the 2 seed and played us the 8 seed in the final uh, last year, you know. Um, and I, I'm just so happy for the players and the staff uh, for Coach Marlin and, and all these guys, you know, uh, a lot of the guys in this team, they have they have roots connected to Lafayette, roots connected to this basketball program. You know, we have we have two guys on the team that are from Lafayette, Jalen Dalcor and um, Greg Williams, and we have two guys on the basketball team whose dads played for the Cajuns, right? Uh, Jordan Brown's dad, Dion, played for the Cajuns. Uh, Kobe Julian's dad played for the Cajuns, you know, shout out to the staff for, for not only just going to get out, going out and getting players for our ball club, but getting players who are rooted in, in what we are and who we are. And I just feel like the connectivity of the team, you heard it all throughout the season, that the team was tight and they were close and they got it done. And I cannot be um, more prouder to see Louisiana when, when everyone across the country goes to fill out their brackets this year for March, they're going to see Louisiana, and uh, I'm happy we got it done. It's so big for the program. I mean, in so many different ways, the business side, the, uh, the support side. So when we have games like this and we're victorious and we have the success, I think about fans like you and all the people that have been around for so long. Uh, it was a good game on top of everything. You know, it's one of those games that you want to come out on the right side of because it was so... Uh, well played. It was exciting. It was intense. It was everything that a championship should give to you and, and more. Uh, a couple of, of times where we you, we were holding our breaths, there were a few times where we thought we were going to pull away. It had everything you wanted in a championship final. I'm sure the neutrals loved it. You know, the people across the country who were like, oh, you know what, I'm going to turn it on ESPN2 and watch some college basketball tonight. I'm sure they uh, tuned into a really good game, and I'm glad they all got to see uh, the Louisiana raging Cajuns come out on top yes indeed Jacob thanks for your thoughts as always um happy for y'all y'all have a great time rage on over there uh do, do celebrate all you can Lane Johnson you're up next sir please take the floor yeah Josh I don't think I have any fingernails left um <laughs> right. that game was better than I could have imagined I mean between a eight seed and a two seed uh that's what you want um but for the people that haven't really supported the team in years past. This is your chance to do so. Um, I've always tried to make it a point to make it out to a few of the games. If I could, I went to four or five this year um, when I was able to. But uh, the way that this team performs in big moments, 
especially this season, has been great to see. Yeah, I was very impressed down the stretch. You know, we talked about Lewis at the beginning of the season. We said that he was a difference maker that we hadn't had on this roster for a long time. He walked up and just drained two clutch free throws at the at the end there, uh, if you guys remember that. So just things like that. Of course, Famous Falk saves uh, his best game for the end of the season when we needed it most. I thought his adjustments were very key to the win. Uh, look at Jalen Dalcor. I mean, he didn't even start the game. He was probably the reason... Uh, that we won the game. I mean, he was the X factor for me. We'll get more into the game after we let everybody sound off. But yeah, just just like you said, individual performances really you know helped us win the game. But overall, the team played well together. Uh, I thought the officiating was absolutely horrible, but it was horrible all tournament. So I don't know if that's an anomaly, and you can't really can't really get mad at that. It's just part of the deal being in the Sun Belt. But overall, great final, great team win. Uh, Jordan Brown was great at times. He did a great job passing for the most part. I didn't love his shot selection in the second half, but uh, overall, I mean, what can you say? Everybody stepped up to help each other. You know, Greg Williams had a tough first half, and I don't think he played very much in the second half, uh, but Jalen Dalcourt stepped up and, and filled a big role right there. Did you see what happened with the flagrant two? Because the replays they were showing didn't really make it seem like there should have been a flagrant two. No idea. I kept waiting, and yeah, Isaiah... the announcers that were so in love with freaking South Alabama tonight uh, said claimed that he may have hit him below the belt. But I'm with you, Lane. I didn't see it. And and by the way, it had to be egregious to call that right there in that moment. I can't wait to see the actual replay where they show the the foul because that was a huge call. Now they missed the two free throws, and then they missed. They didn't score on the possession, so we ended up getting away with it. But that could have swung the game. You can't make that call right there if it wasn't egregious. So, I don't know. We, we yeah, you can. They did. <laughs> they, they did. Oh, they were horrible. I mean, the officiating in the Sun Belt is just so bad, you know. Anyway, I don't want to make it about that. But, Lane, thanks for checking in. appreciate you. If anybody else uh, has anything at all to say, this is for you guys to sound off. Please request to speak, and we'll get you in. Also, if you're in the chat from Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, uh, please share your thoughts. We'll read them off. Glad everybody came tonight. Uh, I guess we can kind of get into the game a little bit. Jerry, what did you uh, what did you see? What did you think about individual performances or just the feeling overall? I, I know you were a little nervous throughout the game, so curious to what you thought. Well, first of all, I thought it was a tale of two nights. Um, the guard play against Texas State was just bad. Uh, let's just let's just get that out the way. I thought that Jordan Brown was able to step up at the right time uh, against Texas State to where he kind of put the team on his back late in the second half when the Bobcats were making that that comeback. But tonight. I noticed, uh, and we called it before the game, we knew South Al would double-team Jordan Brown. I mean, it was almost a given. But seeing Terrence Lewis step up, uh, seeing the guard play from guys like uh, Famous Falks and um, and Jalen Dowcourt, I mean, outstanding job for them because they were able to spread, the spread it out a little bit on the court to where you kind of gave some opportunities for some open shots and they were able to sink some some big time three pointers when it mattered. Um, but I thought Terrence Lewis had a fantastic game tonight. I've been kind of waiting for that coming out party with him as of late because obviously I've always said one of the biggest advantages we had in conference this year or in general was that we had two bigs, and not many teams have that in the Sun Belt. It's it's always been known as a guards league. So having those two guys uh, was huge, and seeing Terrence step in with Jordan, in the way he was able to respond to Jordan Brown being double team. That was big. So just proud of uh, proud of the effort. And um, now just just overall, the guard play was was outstanding and they responded well. Yeah, I think um, I think South Al came out with 
excuse me, South Alabama. I don't want to get any hate from their fans, but South Alabama came out with uh, wanting to punch us in the gut. And they did, man. They, they, they were successful in double teaming Brown. Uh, they responded to every, you know, we'd punch, they'd punch back harder. It was like that, that, that analogy from, uh, from casino I made last night. They came with a knife. Uh, we came with a knife. They came with a gun. You know, we came with something else. It came with a bazooka. So it seemed like every time we punched, they punched back harder. I think the difference was, I look credit to the coaching staff. I will say this. They did a good job of making second half adjustments because you could definitely tell uh, we were a little rattled in the first half. We responded, but we were a little rattled in the second half. We came back. It looks like Brown had calmed down a little bit. He was ready for it. I think our guys were ready defensively uh, and, and played a little bit better than they did in the first half. Uh, again, the foul discrepancy was absolutely atrocious. I mean, if you're double teaming Brown as much as they are, and and you're getting, you know, a couple fouls called, but not nearly. I mean, you go back and look at some of the fouls that should have been called as oh, they were Nick, double teaming. It was ridiculous. Before before the, the Lewis free throws at the end, we had eight free throws attempted in the yeah. entire game. They had 26. Yeah, they ended up we they ended up doubling up on us, but that's only because of at the end they were intentionally fouling us. But but just and then credit to South Alabama because they knew if we would drive to the basket, we were getting called for a foul. It doesn't matter who, what, when, where, or why. Guy could have his hands straight up in the air. We were getting called for a foul. So they were smart, and they just kept driving to the basket and getting fouls called. Um, thankfully, they 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 didn't you know perform very well at the free throw line. But in a championship game, man, you got if that's the best the Sun Belt has to offer, that's scary. Uh, I, I thought after we went up in the second half, we started kind of playing not to lose. We we weren't as aggressive as we were in the first part of the, the second half. So we kind of started getting a little tentative, um, some silly turnovers and, and we weren't, we weren't being patient for the shots to take the right shots. It seems like we were just trying to force shots in. Um, so it was, it, it was a little chaotic, but uh, I, I really think that the, the ceiling on the envelope was when I think it was Fox passed to Dalcor and, and then he just hit that, that, that jumper. I the mean, that was just, Oh, that was just beautiful. And I felt like at that point, it was like, all right, we got this. And I know they had some time on the clock and I know they had, but, but you felt at that moment, like they got it. Like they, they realized that they were on the cusp of winning and gave me a little bit of confidence, but man, this is why I hate this sport. That, that just stresses me out. <laughs> and you know, Jerry, I'll let you go, but I wanted to make a yeah, comment real ahead. quick about Nick. We only had three turnovers deep into the second half. So we took care of the ball, which I mean, three turnovers, three turnovers late into the second half is unheard of. So I'll give our guys credit for that. I mean, they were, they were, they took care of the ball for the most part. Now, like you said, we had those turnovers late in the second half that hurt a little bit. Uh, but I, I will say that I felt like we came out nervous early in the, in the first half. We felt tight. You know, I, I just didn't see the aggression. Like you said, I didn't see the aggression, but you got to give them credit late in the second half. They really just imposed their will. And I think overall, you had to you had to believe at some point our depth was going to take over because South Alabama was running up and down. The, they, there was no way they were going to sustain the pace. There was no way they were going to continue to shoot 63% like they did in the first half. So I think overall, our defensive depth and then the bench really just changed the game late in that game. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I think everything that we've talked about all year long with the depth and the talent we've had, I mean, tonight it came out. Everybody played his role. And I think that was huge, especially in a championship scenario. When you're playing a team like South Al, that's hot and coming in hot. And they were clicking. I mean, that they did not look like an eight-seeded team from what I saw tonight. And it makes sense of why they were able to beat Southern Miss and why they took care of business against uh, James Madison, who both of which beat us at, at one point. So 
it makes sense on why they were why they were there but uh we, we just were able to take advantage and take for granted uh our full-fledged um our full-fledged bench and I think that was huge because especially in the second half, every time South Alabama tried to make a run or when you thought they would make a run, somebody would step up on our end. And that was that I thought that made such a big difference. And to be honest with you, you know, now that we're in the tournament, I don't want to think too far ahead, but you know, whoever we get seated against, we're going to be playing a team that is probably deep. So we're going to have to match that intensity. We're going to have to match that, that bench depth. So Overall, just a great way to respond uh, to South Alabama's a few of their runs that they made. And I got to give credit to South Alabama. They have some great guards. They've got a very physical team. Uh, they're very well-rounded, very very much like we were. But we just, I mean, there's a reason why we were the two seed. So, And we showed it when it mattered. Well, their game plan was solid. I mean, and you got to give credit to the coaching staff. Their players played hard. As much as Isaiah Moore got talked about on the broadcast, I mean, he somewhat deserved it. It was a little much for my taste, but... You know, he was a he was a difference maker for them. He ended up with 33. He shot 50% and 12 from 15, 12 for 15 at the line. Uh, Nick just shared the stats so we can look at him again. In the first half, South Al shot oh South Alabama shot 63%, and they ended up below 50%. So that should talk to you about how uh, the defense clamped down in the second half. And then of course, just naturally, you're not going to be able to keep that up. So that was something. Uh, also, they kind of hang their hat on the three point shot, three for 11. Three for 11 for the game. The Cajuns were eight for 17. Three-point percentage, 27%, 47 for the Cajuns. We hit shots. We hit the three when we needed it. Uh, Jalen Dalcor had a couple of huge threes, uh, especially uh, middle of the second half where we started to make our run and pull away. Uh, I just thought the timing of the threes were important. The Cajuns ended up shooting 75% from the free throw line, which is you got to do that in a postseason game. So credit to them. And uh, South Al, you know, South Alabama, sorry, Samuel missed – I don't know how many. I don't know what his line was at, at the uh, at the free throw line, but he was he was definitely a liability. You could tell, so that probably played a lot into it. But again, credit to the Cajuns; they weren't scared to be aggressive with him. They knew that he couldn't shoot at the line, and we took advantage of it. Uh, offensive rebound: we only had six for the game. Uh, they only had four, which for some reason felt like more. Uh, but we ended up out rebounded him by let's see, two, three, so four. We out rebounded him by four, which is exactly what it was at the half. We were up by four. So a pretty evenly game, uh, played game throughout. Cajuns only had 10 assists on their baskets, on their 27 baskets, which is uh, pretty low for us, especially with Folks leading the, the league in assists. Uh, we had five steals. They had six. Three blocks for the, for the Jags and zero for the Cajuns is an interesting stat. Cajuns ended up with nine total turn turnovers. So did South Alabama. Uh, 17 and 18 files apiece. That can't possibly be correct. I guess they did file us a lot uh, late in the game. Largest lead for South Alabama was seven. Largest lead for the Cajuns was six. So it just kind of drives home the point. It was an evenly played game. It was a hell of a matchup. It was everything you wanted in a championship game. The Cajuns just found ways to make a few more plays here and there. Uh, anybody have thoughts? And uh, I'm going to go, oh, look, we have another request. Anybody have thoughts on that? I was just going to say uh, about the more thing and them talking about it. That's just the the prototypical announcers that have no idea about Sunbelt basketball are the two teams playing. So they're going to latch on to one player who's having a good game and just blow them up. So, I mean, that is what it is. I, I agree with that, you know, but they, they, they talked about Jordan Brown a little bit here and there, but they weren't well versed. Now they did do the bit. I don't know if you guys saw it, but they did the bit with Dion Brown and Jordan Brown, the thousand point score and the 500 rebounds. I thought that was a really cool uh, addition to the broadcast. We all know the story, but lots of people don't. So I'm glad that they got the shine they deserve. That is pretty cool. The only father-son duo in college basketball history to have 1,000 points and 500 rebounds at the same university. 
That's pretty cool. No, it's good. It, you know, again, I, I made a comment about the uh, the fans that I think of. I think about, you know, I think about all the all the fans that we've gotten to know over the years that are diehard basketball fans that were, you know, just sick to their stomach in 17 and, you know, dying to get back to the dance where for a, a large percentage of our history as a basketball program since the 70s, you almost felt like you deserved to be there every year or you were jockeying for position every year at the top of the league. And then the last, you know, nine years, eight years, it's it's been few and far between. So I think about our fans first and foremost. Secondly, I think of the players. And Jacob kind of touched on it already, but guys that came back to play for their hometown university, uh, people like Kentrell Garnett, who carved out a role for himself as a walk-on. Uh, guys like Famous uh, Falks, you know, he transferred from Dodge. He obviously had a... a a great uh, skill set, and we used it to our, I, I think that he was tonight. He was the catalyst. We, I don't think he played very well against Texas State, but I think throughout the course of the season, he was the difference from the, from on this roster from last year, where you know you had a true point guard, you had a general on the floor, and then also the, you got to credit Michael Thomas for coming in and giving good minutes when the when the South Alabama defense was sagging into the lane uh, when they were daring folks to make a couple of shots. To his credit, he did it. Now, one of them bounced in. That was a little bit of good fortune, but he was able to make a couple of those threes. He made the South Alabama guards be a little bit more honest on the three-point line. And look, guard play, like Jerry mentioned, that was the difference in this season and tonight. There's no question about it. You know, I'm looking through social media. I see the the attention. And that's what... I don't mean to change the subject, but we talk about Josh for years, why it's important to go to the dance. Look at the attention we're getting on social media from like outlets. Well, yeah. I mean, the congratulations um, we've gotten. I've gotten actually, text messages from people in, I got a cousin in, in New Jersey or New York right now. I got a, our, fr- our, our, our good friend from Ohio, uh, Russ Eisenstein sent me a text congratulating us. I mean, we're getting, t- I'm getting, this is, this is nationwide. And to the fans that, and, and I don't want to sound negative, but we've talked about this to the fans that say, you know, well, it's hard to make the tournament. I want I want you to understand right now the national attention we are getting as we we sit here on this episode. The national attention we're receiving from national pundits, from from the NCAA basketball Twitter space, uh, Twitter page, from from Sports Center. Sports Center has a clip. This is nationwide, guys. That's why this is so important that we made this da- that we're going to the dance. This is huge. Yeah, I agree. What we'll do is we'll uh, we'll finish up with stats and then we'll get into why it's important. And uh, we can talk a little, Bob. We can we can talk about whatever the what the folks want to talk about. But it's important for so many reasons, and we'll we'll make sure to uh, to highlight all those reasons. Uh, I want to get to the starters. I want to get to to the players, and, and I want to talk about their contributions really quickly. We talked about Lewis. He ended up with twelve points, five rebounds, no assists, which was odd because him and Jordan Brown had developed quite the rapport in the paint where they were sharing the ball well. So it is, it is interesting to see that he didn't get an assist, uh, but he did, like I said, 12 points and five rebounds. Jordan Brown only ended up with 13 points, 16 big rebounds, uh, two offensive rebounds. So, you know, he did what he had to do. He did have three turnovers, three turnovers, unfortunately, but he was getting mauled the entire game. I don't know what you expect for him to do. You know, we always talk about leaning on your stars in big moments. I thought Jordan Brown played well. I mean, he still ended up with a double-double. He had to get the ball to other people. That was going to be the game plan from South Alabama. I thought they executed it well. He did fine. Of course, Damus Falks, 23 points, three assists. Uh, didn't have a rebound, not a steal. Again, kind of an odd, an odd line there, but he was huge. He was the difference maker in the second half. He attacked the basket. When he finally decided that, look, they're going to just sag back on me, I'm going to attack the basket. He did it. It worked. Uh, credit to him for 
keeping control of the ball. He stopped picking up his dribble. I don't know if y'all know this, noticed this, but in the first half, he kept picking his dribble up. Well, he didn't do that in the second half. He attacked the basket. He got everybody involved. Kentrell Garnett, uh, he missed a couple of threes uh, badly. <laughs> Other than that, he did make one. He had uh, some big free throws down late, got five points. Uh, Joe Charles, big defensively off the bench. Uh, didn't really do anything offensively, but I thought his defense was a big game changer in the second half. Again, we talked about the de the depth of defense and the depth of bench. Joe Charles was big. Uh, Isaiah Rich uh, Richards, I caught myself that time. Uh, he got thrown out of the game for some flagrant foul that we never saw. Not real sure what exactly happened there. Uh, maybe we'll find out later. Uh, I'll go back and listen to the post game with Bob. Maybe he was asked by the color guy or by the play-by-play -play guy. Maybe he has some information, but... No, I, I still have no idea what happened with that. Kobe Julian, who I expected to see a lot from, not many minutes. Uh, six minutes total. He did get a bucket. I thought that he might be a difference maker. I don't know if he just wasn't a good matchup. I don't know how healthy he is. No idea. Uh, but again, we, we mentioned Jalen Dalcourt. 13 big, huge points in the second half. A couple of big threes. He had a rebound. He had an assist. Two steals also. Uh, we didn't really mention his defense, but... He was very good. He did a good job on Isaiah Moore for my money. I thought he got called for two or three ticky-tack fouls that were not fouls. You know, you get you got Jordan Brown getting punched in the face down in the paint on the other end. Jalen Dalcourt puts his fingernail on somebody's shorts, and it's a foul. So that was annoying. Uh, but anyway, Michael Thomas came in, gave you some good minutes, hit a three. Uh, again, made South Alabama be honest on the three-point arc and did have an assist. So credit to everybody. I want to thank all the players for all the hard work this year. We've earned the right to do more. We're going to the dance. I'd like to win the game that we play in the dance. We're probably looking at uh, the latest projection by Lenardi is 14 seed per Jerry. I, I don't know what publication that was, but Joe Lenardi saying that uh, it's a 14 seed for now. You never know. There could be upsets in the other games that are going on tonight that might affect our seeding. But so far, we've heard 14. Uh, we're 14 seed. Don't know. Possibly playing Tennessee, right, Jerry? Was that what? It, okay, that's correct. They had it uh, this morning. Now this morning, so I don't know if how much of that has changed. I don't know if some of his predictions with other tournaments may have gone wrong, but as of right now, or as from as of this morning, uh, Joe Lenardi had uh, the Cajuns playing Tennessee as a 14 seed, so it would be a 14 and a three. And the winner of that, I believe, it was against Duke and somebody else. Yeah, and I have no idea what that what that regional looks like, or that what do they call it in basketball? The it, it is the a region. regional tournament. Yeah, the region. Yeah. So in that region, no idea who's all involved. And uh, if you guys want, we can slap it up there and look at it. But I think because things are still yet to be determined, uh, it probably is an exercise in futility. But I'm just happy to be in the dance. I'm happy to be in the dance. Anybody have thoughts on player performance, uh, stats, anything like that? And then we'll move on to what it means. I did want to say one thing. Sometimes this, is, this was a game that showed me that free throws – are very important because if you look at South Alabama, they missed a lot of key free throws. Actually, in my opinion, I thought some of those missed free throws turned the momentum our way. Um, I Now, when we talk about losing games because of missed free throws, I think there's a lot of South Alabama fans that'll probably go, you know, if we would have made maybe five more of our free throws or would have had made our free throws in certain opportunities, maybe we might be the ones celebrating cutting down the net. So I, I did see that uh, shooting free throws, even though sometimes it may not be seem as important, uh, at crucial games and crucial times, that's one thing that sh it showed me tonight is how important it is to make your free throws. I agree yeah, with that. Before, before you go to the space, I just wanted to say, again, Dalcor, he's not going to show up on the stats as having this unbelievable night, but the shots that he made at the point of the game where he made them made the difference tonight. So kudos to him, man. And, and it was encouraging to see other players step up 
when Brown's getting double teamed, because that is something that whoever we play in the tournament is going to look at how we, how, how South Alabama, you know, defended us. And they're going to see that and they're going to realize, Hey, you know, we double team Brown. They got other guys behind him that can shoot the ball. So that, that maybe puts another little kink in the game plan against us. I don't know of any three seed that wants to play us. If we're a 14, I'm just saying, I, I, there are a few teams. Now, look, if you're looking at a one or two seed, I get it. They're, they're probably going to overlook us and that's fine. But, but getting three, four five seeds, I don't know anybody who wants to face us in the tournament. So that'll be fun to watch. It's not unheard of for a 14 to beat a three and we have pieces. I'm just telling you it, at our peak, what, you know, show me you're good. We talk about this all the time. How good is your good? Our good is pretty damn good. And we played tough basketball tonight and South Alabama was physical, scrappy. They made it tough. Everything that we had to, everything we got, we had to earn. So look, I'm proud of the performance. And, and another thing that we didn't talk about is that South Alabama basically had a pseudo home crowd tonight. So they overcame the crowd as well. So Jalen Dalcor and and uh, Tyron Lewis, look, we don't win the game without those two guys. Those were the difference makers for me. I thought Jordan Brown's passing and decision-making was mostly good. And uh, I, I thought everybody lifted each other when they needed it the most. Mr. Terry Johnson, welcome back to the Raging Review podcast. Good to hear from you, sir. Cajun Nation, let's ride. That's it, baby. <laughs> Hey, uh, I first I want to start off by saying I'm I'm not I'm hey I'm I'm a Kaiser fan through and through. I'm not a basketball fan. I'm not even gonna pretend like you know I'm a I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Cajun fan, man. And uh, you know, I, I mainly tune in to like you know the last like eight minutes of any basketball game like that's going on, right? You know, because I because like you know that's when it gets gets hot. Um, but I just want to say you know I, I know many 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 people uh, listening to this space, you know. We're not keen on the whole Marlon extension. I know you guys talked about it. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. Um, I'm very happy for him and the things that he's 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 uh he's done and endured. And yes, he's underachieved in a lot of people's eyes um, that have been around. Uh, but you know, just to 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 do what he's done in in the span. And you know, with I think wasn't it like last year? And I, I, I've, I've jo- I'm joining the podcast like uh, pretty, pretty late. Um, sorry, been pretty busy tonight, but I'm joining. Party, so I don't know what all was said. Oh, I you're good. That, we like, we didn't really touch it, honestly. We 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 kind of just started celebrating. I think we were dancing at one point. Uh, so we didn't really get into. <laughs> we didn't get into Marlin. We didn't really get into that. Actually, I was saving that towards the end. But we can we can transfer. We can uh, transition into it right now. Look, yeah, I, I've yeah. I'm on record as saying. I don't care who the coach is. And I said, you know, famously, Jerry's dog could be the coach, and I'd be happy if we went to the dance. I don't care who the coach is. Now, if we're talking about going forward, I, you know, I don't know what, what what the future holds. I don't know. All I know is, is that making the dance is so huge for this program as a whole, for the health of it, for the yep. financials. And right now, for me, and, and we can get into it again. This is your guy's space. We do it for you all. We can get into it. But just from my point of view, I don't care who the coach is right now. I don't care who the coach is next year. I'm just thrilled that we're going to be on a bracket in a couple of days. Yes. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I love it for the brand, uh, you know, uh, but shout out to Coach Marlon. Shout out to those guys that played. Shout out to the guys that represent the school, um, that are natives of Louisiana, that are heroes to you know, you know, some young kid that was growing up, you know, down in Southwest Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, I mean, it, it, hey, I, 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 I'm happy we're going, and the people across the basin, you know, are are, uh, are oh, looking their, uh, terrible their terrible season, horrible. 
that is a that is a nice little a, a little additional bonus there. I didn't even think of that. Well, I'll say this. So uh, let's see. You've got you've got the team across the basin that's lost the last seventeen out of eighteen. Then you've got the team up in Ruston that hasn't been to the dance in thirty two years. So. Who's, by the, who's way, the best? Like, who's the best team in the state right now? I think by the way, some of those, those those teams across that team across the basin, some of their fans are already giving this hell about oh, oh yeah, anybody but them in the tournament. Don't want to watch wait, them. Just just wait till it says Louisiana. On the oh bracket. man, they're Full gonna be they're gonna mode. be faxing and faxing CBS or whoever we want. They're gonna we're be gonna, you know on their blackberries. Put that in our background, big bold letters on the bracket says Louisiana. <laughs> They're yeah. breaking the law. How many? How many ULL? How many ULL uh, asterisks are we going to see on the on the Twitter comments? We should take a poll uh, over under uh, ULL asterisk comments, and then you go on their Twitter their Twitter profile, and you see Tiger Stadium in the background as as their and as their banner. So you're like, oh, well, <laughs> we need to have a poll for that. How many ULL asterisks are we going to see from the Tiger faithful? The goat. The, the zombie of Huey P. Long will come out of the grave and destroy the bracket for prevent, prevent that from happening. That's awesome. <laughs> but but, but now nah, that's all I wanted to say. Like the happy, happy for, for Coach Marlin, happy for those players, and of course, always happy for Cajun Nation. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a basketball fan. Not going to pretend like I watch it all the time. But you know, I, I love my school, and I'm, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm I'm so hyped. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. Thank y'all. Yes, sir. Thanks, Terry. Always appreciate your comments, man. And uh, I feel very similar. Hey, by the way, if you're in the space or you're in the chat, please get your comments out. We'll get them on. Uh, Jacob, go ahead. I see your hand. Yeah, it was it was just to bounce off of what Terry said um, about Coach Mar. I mean, as y'all guys, I'm biased. I mean, I worked for the guy for five years. But uh, some interesting facts in there, and, and this isn't, I mean, I think as well, like we've underachieved in years past, but we are the first team uh, or we're the only team other than Georgia State to win two cha two conference tournaments since 2014. So in the past 8 years, only Georgia State has won one or more. Um and now we're in that one or more uh group as well. Um and then to rag on the team across the basin more, there's a chance that two teams from Louisiana can make it to the to March Madness because there's three Louisiana teams in semifinals in the Southland Conference. Salt in the wound. That's the best kind. Oof. Oof. If everybody that's in the uh, on the video side of the podcast, you can see the team cutting down the nets. Really cool. Yeah, thanks to uh, Sippy Sports Show for letting us uh, share this. It looks like they were there uh, oh, filming. Nice. So appreciate them letting us use this on the stream tonight. That is, uh, that's awesome because I was looking on ESPN Plus, you know, for football, they usually have like, if you want to see them, you yep, know, the get the championship feet. stuff, but they, yeah, they didn't have it for this. So this is great to see. Appreciate, appreciate you sharing that with us. I thought there was going to be a separate screen uh, stream too. I was looking for it, but look, Hey, everybody check out Sippy sports show, do them a solid, go give them some, uh, give, give them some run on their pod because this is a cool video. They did a good job. Got some fired up fans there too, man. I love it. It looks like we had a nice contingent. I know a bunch of guys that pay attention to uh, to Raisin Review are there, and they were sending pictures and text messages and all the stuff. So that was it was it's always fun to watch watch games that everybody is involved in and engaged with. I mean, again, that's why these games are important. That's why they're fun. That's why we look forward to them. I know Jerry's phone is blowing up. I can let I can tell by his face. <laughs> he keeps looking down. <laughs> a lot of happy feeling, folks Jerry. out there. Yeah. Okay, so Terry brought up the elephant in the room about Marlon. We don't necessarily have to talk about Coach Marlon, but. Uh, you made the comment about how, what it means. How important is this? We we know we most fans know how important it is. I guess where are you right now with how you feel? I know that 
there were some some standards set in place to keep the regime in place. It was win a regular season conference championship or get to the dance or, you know, maybe we're looking for another coach. Well, guess what? We finished second in the league, almost won a regular season conference championship, and then we just won the tournament. So where are you at? Where are you at on all this? Look, I've said it a million times. I like Marlon as a human being. I think he's a great person, and I think he's been a great coach for us up to an extent. It seems like we had reached our our peak for a while because we made what when was the last time? 14? I think it was the last time 14. that we made an NCAA tournament. So it felt yeah, like that, that was our was peak. 05, I think. Yeah. So we felt like we reached the peak. Um, and and I said it earlier, I you I felt like I was going into the season going, man, I hope we do really well, but it's time for a regime change. So do I really hope we do well? It's it's like hoping for the you know, last the first draft pick in the NFL draft. You're not pulling for us to lose, but you kind of are. But as the season progressed, look, there were some ups and downs. There were times I was questioning some of the decisions that we made. And I felt like one of the drawbacks that we've had with with this coaching, and I'm not going to just put it on Marlon, with, with the coaching in general and the talent, is that we never seem to win that big game. We did every couple, like like again, in, in 04 or 05 and 14, we won the big game, but it seems like we could never win the big game against the 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 big name team, regardless if they were good or not. It just seems like we couldn't get over that hump. And I think tonight was a step in that direction. Now it took 13, 14 years for us to get here, but I feel like, look, I want more. And, and cre again, credit to, to Bob, he was on the hot seat and this was a make it or break it year for him. So do I support him continuing as head coach? Yes. For another 10 years, I'm not going to go that far, but do I support it? Absolutely. Because he did what we wanted to see. We wanted to see us make it to the dance with the talent that he had on the team, with some of the coaching decisions that we saw tonight, we made it and we're there. So you, I mean, how can you not support a guy who's been here for as long as he's been here? I think the beef that we had was the lack of expectation from some associated with the program. And I'm not saying it's a coaching staff. I'm not saying it, but, but it seems like every time we came out and said something that we, we we were critical against the program, it was a very laissez-faire response. Well, well, you know, at least he runs a good program. Well, at the end of the day, results matter to me. And it doesn't matter who the head coach is or who the assistant coach is or who the players are. At the end of the day, for the health of the program, we need to be a regular contender to be in the NCAA tournament. So it was never about the man, Bob Marlin. I like Bob. It's about the fact that we cannot always just have this laissez-faire attitude that, oh, well, we tried hard. Let's try again. You get mur I mean, they're okay. Now this is a little extreme, but go on Raging Pager right now and somebody's arguing, well, is it time to get rid of Dags? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like the man just that's made a, a regional other, tournament. A but but thing. regardless, but but that's kind of like the what I'm trying to say is that you can't we were critical of the coaching staff. I think we're allowed to be as fans critical of the coaching staff. And when they do good, we're allowed to say, Hey, we support you. It's never been about support of the program. It's never been about support of the players. It has just always for me been about accountability and expectations. And we met those expectations this year and now I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I see the trepidation on your face. So let me say this real quick. Uh, we can't continue. The people that we are critical of they're, they're goalpost movers. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, you know, uh, this is not enough. Look, 
we said that's the standard. He just accomplished it. He earned whatever extension he gets. He earned the respect. He earned uh, our kudos and, and our support. He earned that. That's what, you, that's what happens when you set a standard and then you meet it. So I got nothing bad to say tonight. He did what he was supposed to do. It's like I tell Jerry, look, I, I'm not going to jump around and hoot and holler and say, you know, lifetime contract. But I'm going to say, hey, look, we did the job. We got the job done. To John Wooden's part, uh, point, he said that, you know, we, we just hired a couple of new assistants. Are we able to hold on to them? They made a big difference. That's something going forward that, you know, we have to talk about next year. But they did make a big difference. And I think that they're a big part of the, the uh, result that we got tonight. So then some of these guys were hired right before the season. So, look, there's a lot to be talked about. It's never just one guy. You can't put all of the, the blame on Bob and you can't give him all the credit. It was a group effort. Uh, but as far as the standard that he met tonight, he did what we asked him to do. So there's nothing else that I can say about that. Look, he did his job. And, you know, we've waited nine years for this. Um, and that's kind of part of the reason why I think the fans were so impatient. Because if you look at our program, we've had success in the past. But this idea that the idea that that we can't do things, and I've always said it, the culture of can't. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. Um, the, the issue is, is that it's about maintaining now. Now that you've made the dance, come next year, and this is the thing, and I'm going to say this uh, based off of what we saw in 2019. You make a good run. You make the NIT in 2018, and the following year, Coach Marlin and the staff are saying things like we're the standard, we're this and that, to sort, and it, and it, was, a, it was the messaging. You talk about the messaging, Josh. When you lose a game to inferior opponents the following year, I don't want to use this year as an excuse to allow that. Well, we were good. We were good last year. We were this. We were that. Teams are out to get us. All this stuff. You're not maintaining when you do that. Maintain the standard. Maintain the success. Uh, now that we know, look, Coach Marlin, he earned the extension. I don't know what the extension is, but he earned the extension. Moving forward, maintain what you're doing now. I don't want this program to take a step back, and the fans, the 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 the, the loyalists, and the diehards, and and the coaching staff are going. Well, you know, you know, we lost to Magnese tonight, but hey, everybody's celebrating like they won the Super Bowl because that's what it's like to beat us. How can you how can you call yourself a standard if you're not maintaining that standard? So moving forward, moving forward, maintain the standard. You maintain the standard, you may be back here next year. And so I think that was the vibe that a lot of fans were getting was, you know, we would have a, a good season and then the following year we would take a step back and use this season as some type of crutch to allow mediocrity. Well, no more of that. No more of that. What we saw this year, what we saw with this team, look, you added four teams to the Sun Belt. You added four teams to the Sun Belt. You literally finished in eighth place last year. You turned this thing around in one season. Now we're on a bracket going to the NCAA tournament. And we have all the resources. What, another thing, Josh, and I know I'm about to go on my rant. Remember? Oh, well, the AD gave all the money to football. Well, we don't charter flights. Where are we going, guys? Where are we going? Where are we going right now uh, next week? And we're busting there, damn it. <laughs> what are we going to bust, bust our game down? in Tennessee? <laughs> so, so no more. No more excuses. No more, no more nonsense. No more foolishness on why we can't, can't, can't. We did tonight. Like I said last week, I want to make, I want, I want to cut the nets down. We cut the nets down tonight. We did. We did. We did. We did. Now you maintain that success moving forward. Even if you take a step back, the messaging has to be clear. We now know the standard of Raging Cajuns basketball. And next year, if we drop a few games we're not supposed to, you don't say, well, we're the standard and we're, we get everybody's best shot. You know what you say? 
We need to be better because what we saw tonight, this is what Raging Cajun base, uh, basketball is expected to be. And with what we're seeing tonight, this should be the standard. And I understand we're not going to reach it every year. I get we're not going to go to the dance every year. I get we're not going to go to the NIT every year. But the next four years, averaging sixth place, it ain't going to cut it. It ain't going to cut it. Time to maintain that success. It feels good right now. I'm texting. Look, I'm in a group text with a bunch of older fans who some of them were emotional tonight. Some of them were at the game in tears because they're so happy. Remember this feeling. Remember this feeling. And 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 just like just like in football, we went to that first New Orleans Bowl. We were in tears when when Brett kicked that field goal. And after that, we wanted to feel that again. What happened? The standards went up. Time to do the same for basketball. Least surprising news of the night. Jerry's in a group message with a bunch of older people. I was gonna say that's the most <laughs> boomer were, thing ever. It would it would be Jerry. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, y'all look, are, I, I, spread, I spread Cajun love everywhere, man. You're Ooh, gonna go eat breakfast at five o'clock tomorrow morning at uh, I don't know. <laughs> where's he drinking my coffee? T Coons drinking your coffee. Yeah. Listen, but to I, your look, point, to your point, Jerry. Yeah. Look, you're you're not wrong about any of that. I'll say this: we've said it before. This season provides clarity. The excuses, the basketball's dead in the South. The the you know we charter flights, money's in the football hands because can't win on the road. Can't win on the road. Can't All win on that's the road. out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's out the window. It, no more excuses. It's over. See, this, that's the beaut- That's another thing that's beautiful about going to the dance now. It kills all of that narrative. Correct. Because we went to the dance without any of that. You know, we chartered one flight. We're 0 for 1. You know, apparently the money's not there. And look at what we did. So right. I don't want to hear that anymore. It's but done. The other side of that, and this is kind of compounding on your point, and then also it's a feather in Bob's cap as well. You just won the best Sunbelt since probably the early 2000s. Yeah, no question. We, we had four teams inside of the yeah. Net 100, and last year we had zero. So think about that. I mean, that that is that is credit to Bob and the staff, credit to the players. We were the best team in the Sunbelt in a year where it's been the best league in almost 20 years. And the great part about it, it to, to speak on that, it it – didn't just come down to us in Georgia State as it did every year for a few years, right? It wasn't just, oh, is it going to be us or is it going to be Georgia State? Now, every game you're going into, it, I mean, I'm not going to say every game. I'd say 50% of conference games that you get into now, you're wondering whether or not you're going to come out with the dub. So that is, to your point, a great indication of the upward trajectory of this conference now we just got to get the damn officiating to be better because if you're going to get better as a conference there's no excuse for the terrible officiating that every team and fan has seen this season to continue in this league he's got gill has got to get better on that he's got to figure something out because what they're doing now ain't working well another thing too uh back to the talking about with the coaching staff you know i know look there's some fans out there that are worried and I'm going to say it, it's, it's the elephant in the room. Well, we made the dance, but, you know, if, if Coach Marlin sticks around, are we going to go back to that sense of mediocrity? Are we going to struggle in the next three or four years? Because history tells us we're good once every five years and during his tenure, right? You go to the dance in 14, you don't do much the next three years or four years, and then you have a good year in 18, and then here we are five years later making a run. Uh, again, that, need, that, that has to stop. That has to stop. Now Now we know what we're capable of. And, and I understand you got the portal. I understand the transfers and the recruits. But obviously, we were able to attract enough good talent to come home and play here because of something that we had to offer. Well, we attracted a McDonald's All-American. That's I mean, it, right. You had a Big East transfer come. I mean, you know, you had a lot of good guys on this team that were able to build something special and, do, and accomplish something that we've accomplished tonight. So moving forward again, you got to maintain. 
No more, no more mediocre years. No more finishing in eighth place. No more trying to uh, finish in fifth or sixth place and make excuse, make all kind of excuses about Mardi Gras distractions and the altitude and all this other foolishness. Now it's time to maintain success, and I think we can do that. I mean, this year, this year proves. There's no question. This year proves that we can be in contention. I expect to be in contention every two to three years. I don't think that's too much to ask. No. I don't and then think another thing that we ask. did tonight that we didn't even mention is that we beat the team that beat the team that won the uh, regular season conference championship. Yeah. So that's a big thing. You didn't just, you know, for a while there it was kind of like, all right, we beat Texas State in 11 seed, and then we beat Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern yeah. the Georgia 9 Southern. seed. So you beat a 9 seed, you beat 11 seed, and then you go beat South Alabama an 8 seed, but that South Alabama team was the hottest team. It was, they were 11 and 2 in their final 13 games. Uh, coming into this game, and who then was they the two, beat, by the way, <laughs> or right? one? One of the well, two was, was us. <laughs> well, after tonight, it was eleven and three, and the two of the three was us. And they beat Southern Miss, uh, the team that won the conference. So, it's not like he had a cakewalk. Texas State with Harrell was a good opponent. I thought we didn't play very well in that game, but I thought we rebounded well tonight. Jacob, what you got? Great stuff from y'all. Um, to be fair, and I know I've, I've talked to Jerry about this before. Messaging in the past. I'll 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 submit that it wasn't great. It's been it's been be brutal, fair, Jacob. You know that it's been right? bad. <laughs> it's been bad, man. You can't you can't have the basketball Josh, coach saying the football coach doesn't have this. That's fine, Josh. That's fine. But I'm, I will say this year this year since the media days, the messaging from the beginning of this before the season even started was our expectation is to win the tournament. And go to the dance. That's right. I'll and give him that. And I yes. supported that 100%. Yes. And I agree. I like right. when Coach Marlin said. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Marlin and the staff and whoever, who they, who they even listen to, if they listen to anybody, right? Or read any pages or anything like that. But to be fair, the messaging this year, I thought was the best we've had in a long time. Yes. Yeah. And number two, Hey, ain't no reason to be negative right now. Our season, our season is not over. Y'all are already, already talking about next year. Our season is not over. He's talking to you, Jerry. I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking no, about. No, and, and here's the dance. thing. Jerry, I, Jerry, Jerry, our season is not. We, we still got basketball to play. I knew somebody. Hey, we, can, look, we, can talk, look. we can talk about all of this in the middle of baseball season after we're out of the tournament, wherever that may be. It's to boot in this chat. We might make this week 16. <laughs> <laughs> DeBoot was in here. I don't hey, know where he look, went, but he but was Jacob, in here. Jacob, who Jacob, who you, knows? I saw DeBoot. I know I know he's as happy, maybe even happy. I don't know. He's as happy <laughs> as I am. I'm happy for him. But I like that guy. But guess what? We we still we still got basketball to play. I think we can be we can be very proud of this team. We have we have reignited what the expectation is of yes. our program. Yes, and absolutely. I think that's a great thing. We can hold we can hold our staff accountable. What y'all, Josh? You touched on this. I'm very glad that you did. We had we had two first year head coaches, not just first year head coach at UL, but first year assistant. Sorry, I'm tripping. First year assistant coaches, period. And Donovan Case, who came from Alabama, and Casey Perrin, who came from Texas, and then Donovan Zimmerman, who's our other our third assistant coach. It, he's in his second year, coming from Mississippi State. But we had three young assistant coaches, and I think just like you said, Josh, those guys grinded, and I think they had a really big impact on our season. And I don't want to discount either the work of our strength and conditioning coach, Oliver Houston. Yes. We've always been bogged. I feel like I know I know from working with the team for the years that I did, and yeah, it was disappointing that we haven't made the tournament since 2014, but 
honestly, like we, we ran into some unlucky stuff over those years. We had quality players, like significant players on our team get injured or go down at, at crucial points of the season. And this year that did not, I think that's a big factor. Like this year that did not, we did not have a single player go down for the season to go down in the tournament. We were healthy and the I whole year. Yep. We were healthy the whole year. And, and, and also too, like, and, and I know the commentators mentioned it a bit, but Coach Marlin has gone through a lot of stuff over the past three years. You know, he was driving, he drove back and forth from Tupelo to Pensacola last, last year's tournament and made the final with his mom on her, on her deathbed, you know? And so there's a, lot, there's a lot of factors that play in. Yes, I, I agree 100%. We should be in the top two to three regular season. Top four, like we should be in that double buy range year after year. I think that's the expectation for our team. Um, but for the people who are, who are maybe wanting something else, I, I, I plead with you and say, hey, this is a team to support. I mean, what more can you ask for? We made the tournament finals two years in a row. We're going to see our name on the bracket this year. We'll see what happens in the future, but I'm not, I'm not even thinking about next year for the seasons beyond yet because we still have basketball to play. I'm with you. I appreciate you. y'all. I don't know if I'm going to talk again. No, hey, Jacob. Oh, you're good. First, first of all, thank you for mentioning the names of the assistants because I didn't have them in front of me, and I, I almost tried to attempt to do it, and I didn't want to make an ass of myself. So thank you for bringing up their names because they played a gigantic, vital role in, uh, in the result you got tonight. It's, again, being healthy is important, and we stayed healthy the majority of the year. Uh, but you have to excuse Jerry. Jerry likes to look ahead. He does it with this in baseball I do all the time. So. But but to your point, but here's the thing for me, Jacob. And look, man, we talk a lot, and I and I appreciate I appreciate your input because you're a very knowledgeable basketball fan or Cajuns basketball fan. For me, I, I'm looking at this, and and I, I yes, I do want to win whoever we face in the first round. But we've we've accomplished something that we haven't accomplished in almost a decade. So this is a huge night for us. I think this is something that it's kind of like phase one, right? You 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 make the dance. But then it's it's so fresh in our minds. It's so fresh as an experience because it's been so long that now uh, you build on it, right? That's what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm happy we made the dance. I'm ecstatic right now. And 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 look, if you go, I'd love to win a game or two in the dance. I'd love to go to the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, I think anybody would love that. But at the same time, uh, I think now what I I guess the way I look at it is the fact that we made it tonight. It it, it makes me go back to some of the fans and go. Now you see what it feels like. Now you know this experience. Why why not aim for this every year? You know, to the people that say it's impossible, I disagree. I'm not saying we're going to do it every year, but to have this as a standard, it feels pretty good right now. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to emphasize. You're right. We do have some basketball to play, and and it's going to be nice to see Louisiana on a bracket, and it's going to be nice to see us play wherever we go. Wherever we go, we're going to represent the Raging Cajun brand with pride and and these guys are going to go out and play for that name on the front of their chest, and they get to do it in front of the entire nation. By the way, before you go to the Twitter space, Josh, um, wanted I know we're critical of the administration quite a bit, but kudos to them for getting that email out tonight that says, hey, are you interested in tickets? Where do you want to go? Yeah. Handle it the right way. I mean, Love five it. minutes after the game was over, I got the email, so... That was a uh, great thing to see. Great timing. Good. Great timing. That was perfect, and I love that, and we need more of that. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jerry just texted me on the side and said, if Bob doesn't make it to the Final Four, he wants him out. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, roast, him. I'll roast him tomorrow. I, did you? Are you telling me I just one up the boot without even knowing it? <laughs> Wait till the boot gets That's his not, hands on it. You know, could you imagine if the boot was right this whole time? 
Like, could you imagine if we make it to the Sweet 16 and you look back at January of last year and he's talking about Sweet 16 this year? I mean, this will be on like It'll be on par with Kyle calling the Saints to the Super Bowl in 2009. (laughs) It'll be the same thing. (laughs) Go ahead, Lane. What you got, man? Going back to what y'all were talking about, about the officiating, I feel like the officiating across the board, not just in basketball, but across the Sun Belt with every sport, has to improve. Otherwise, we're going to keep moaning and bitching about this and that and uh, bad call strikes and um, bad calls on the court. It just has to get better across the board, in my opinion. Here's the problem, Lane. Where do you get them from? You know? Because all of the good officials are getting paid a lot more money in the quote-unquote Power 5 conferences. So who you're left with, I mean, where where do you find the guys? I, th- I think that's my dilemma. Like where, okay, we need better officials. Where are you going to get them? Because the ones we're getting aren't obviously good enough to be in the big conferences that are that are getting paid all the money. So I don't know what the answer to that is. Well, Ian, Ian Ozan, you guys know he moonlighted as a, an umpire for years. Uh, he may still, I don't know. But he says that the reason why we don't have any more quality officiating is because uh, people berate umpires and nobody wants to go out and be an umpire anymore. And it starts at the youth leagues, and that's where your your future uh, collegiate and professional umpires get their start. So there's like a, there's a huge shortage of youth umpires, and the reason is is because the parents are – like fighting the umpires at the games. So that, yeah, because everybody gets a trophy, God forbid their cupcake gets called out on, you know, strikes. We're going to have to have a, we're going to have to have a whole a secondary pod here in a second. Lane, thank you for your comments. I agree hundred percent. I will say this. I think baseball is better than the other. Uh, well, I don't know. Softball is really bad. I think baseball is okay. Like I'll give you an example. I don't know if it was a Sunbelt crew for the Campbell series. It might've just been our regular guys that we run in and out of here. But they weren't terrible. Uh, the home plate umpire on Saturday was a little bit inconsistent. But for the most part, it's been fine, especially when we have four umpires. When we run the three crew, it's bad. But for for majority of the time, when we run four, it's not too bad. Basketball and football is very bad. Very bad. Softball also really bad. I don't know about that umpire at second base that was missing every call out there. You might want to reevaluate that that thought. <laughs> he, he also gave us a couple of calls, though, so I called it a walk. This is he true, was, but I'm just saying he was terrible. <laughs> he was just generally bad. Uh, Ryan, if you go ahead and request to speak again, I'll get you on a... I don't know if I hit the wrong button there. Sorry about that. Uh, but but Lane's got a point about that. You know, In a game with of this magnitude with all the things going on in a championship, you have got to find something better than we had tonight. That that was that was horrendous. You know, People were saying, Girl, oh, the fix is in. The fix is in already. Uh, I don't know if it was a fix. I just think that they were incompetent. So going back to the Troy uh, Old Dominion game for the, on the women's side. Oh, yeah. That whole six gr- girls on the court, was that not reviewable at all? I don't, I mean, see, how, I don't see how that's clear. not reviewable. It happens it to not. the Cajuns a, year, a couple years back, but we didn't have review. Yeah. But no, according to the article I read, it was not a reviewable plan. I think Gil is petitioning that to be a reviewable play in the future. Well, good. If it helps benefit other sports, I mean, it's terrible that they lost that way, but. The Sun Belt did come out and say that the refs were wrong in that instance, but obviously nothing can be changed about the results. That's a brutal way to lose. And what what else are they going to do? I mean, it's very obvious to everybody watching. There were six players on the the court. 
yeah, apparently that's an NCAA rule that uh, it, it, that is not part of the reviewable violation. I thought that was wild, that that's one of the like non-reviewable offenses. But uh, okay. apparently the Sun Belt has, has petitioned. We, I, I don't know if y'all remember, but we were the benefactor of six, six people on the court when yeah. Elford hit that game-winning bucket against Western Kentucky. Yeah, so I, I yeah. Just Louisiana that. might be radio silent. Yeah, I remember that very well. But we got to come up with some kind of a judgment call rule where, look, if something is obviously really bad and really egregious, we got to be able to review it. Like somehow or another, we got to find a way to be able to review. You can't have these girls. Some of these girls are seniors are never going to play a sport again in their life at a, at a competitive uh, level like this. And then this is how their season ends. Imagine if that would have happened to us tonight. You know, I wouldn't sleep. Well, I mean, you would think you would think something as simple as that could have an easy fix. And the fact that the if the if it's what Jacob's saying is true and the NCAA doesn't really have a rule or a way to handle that, I mean, that has to be the most incompetent thing I've ever heard. Uh, I mean, how can I mean again, like you said, uh, Josh, that that ended a team season, you know? In some I mean, cases, got, it ended careers. It, it's it's crazy, man. I, how they haven't addressed that yet. If you can review every little other thing, if you can review a slap on the wrist for a foul, okay, if you can review whether or not your toe touched the line for possession reasons, uh, you should be able to review if you have six or seven players on the court at any given time during a game. 100% agree. If you can review a foul call, you can review that. That's ridiculous. If you got in here late, uh, we did talk about seeding for the Cajuns. We're, uh, according to Joe Lenardi, going to be a 14 seed. And we will play Tennessee, the three seed. This, these are projections, obviously, but Lenardi is the bracketologist, and that's what he's putting out right now. That's the information we have so far. Uh, don't know when it'll be official. When when is everything announced? Yeah, Sunday, next Sunday. Once Sunday. all of the uh, tournament uh, conference tournaments are done, I think they do the selection show like late Sunday okay. afternoon. I forget that the Sun Belt plays one of the. Early, it used to be the other way. Well, it used, used to be to the latest. Late. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we're one of the earlier ones. So now we can actually take time to take it in and watch the other, watch all the other tournaments without having to worry about it. And this is, I, I'm not going to lie. I love this time of year with basketball because you see a bunch of teams you never really heard of. And you see how some of those tournaments are at, at, at home venues and you see the packed houses of some of these mid-majors and they storm the court. Some of them hit the game winning shot and to go to the dance. And this is a fun time of year for, uh, for, for especially college sports fans. Cause we've got the diamond sports as well with a little bit of uh conference tournament action and basketball sprinkled in there. Jordan, you're up next, but before we go to you, I just want to give a big shout out to Jalen who just joined uh, Jalen. We already said that you're our MVP, the real round MVP. of applause for Jalen. Ladies, congratulations and gentlemen. on the victory, bud. We, uh, we enjoyed watching that. That was a, a great time. It's going to be a great memory for a long time for all Cajun fans. So we just wanted to give you a shout hey. out. If you feel like talking requests, we'll get you in. But if not, you want to just listen. That's cool too. By the way, uh, I'm just going to keep that, that video on loop. I'll share it again. We got, I got to see it again. Cutting down the, the cutting nets. The, cutting the down, yeah, cutting down the nets was pretty cool. Uh, Jordan, you're up, bud. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, great to see on TV. Was watching it. Um, just really cool to see the the recognition on social media um, with the Cajuns and them winning. I've been very critical, um, like a lot of people of Marlin over the over the years. Um, but I'm really happy that he was able to get this one done. Um, you know, if you look at the season all in all, you know, undefeated at the Cajun Dome, 26 and seven record, and winning the Sun Belt championship and going to the Big Dance, it's a pretty good season. So, 
there's a lot to look forward to, I think, moving forward uh, if we do decide to keep Marlin and um, just really looking forward to seeing who we play. Um, I think if we do play Tennessee, they have some holes in their in their basketball team. Um, you know, they have a lot of talent, but there's there's some holes. They they haven't played their best um, basketball this year, um, so that's an opportunity. So, well, look, he's, looking forward to the it. other thing is we owe are. we owe Tennessee. You know, they they us out of a they they us out of a, a tournament forget. victory. Yeah, so we owe them. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I'm I'm kind of a Tennessee fan as well, so I watch a lot of their games, and they're beatable. Uh, the, you know, they're really good. They have a great coach. Rick Barnes is a is a definitely a, a, a legend. And um, but they they have some holes in their team. They have some flaws. And you know, matchup wise, I think we stack up pretty well against them. So, hello. Thanks, Jordan. Jalen, Jalen, go ahead, man. Can y'all hear me? We can, brother. Go oh, ahead. Oh, loud and clear. Man, I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all, man. Appreciate the shout out, bro. I just, that's all I wanted to say. It's kind of loud on the bus. I just want to say appreciate y'all and thank everybody for watching. Tell, tell the boys on the bus we appreciate them all, and it was a great, it was a great memory for a Cajun hey, fan. Hey fellas, hey hey hey, great to review, Dad. Congratulations, say what's up, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, baby. Hey, thank y'all so much. Celebrate it, man. Y'all have fun. All right. There you go. Hey, uh, Josh, y'all got to add that to your podcast intro now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. That's, absolutely. that's good. That's good. We got to do that. So there you go. That's absolutely. the boys celebrating on the bus, man. That's cool. That's real cool. Um, let's see. Well, that made my night. I, I look, seeing, seeing the clock strike zero, but seeing that, getting a shout out from the, the Sunbelt Conference champions, couldn't ask for a better op- couldn't ask for a better moment than that. One shining. Hey, look, we get to experience our one shining moment tonight. That's right, man. I have Only such a smart ass folks. thing to say right now, but I'm not going to say it. What? Just say it. No, I was ahead. like, they're on a bus. They're not already on a charter. <laughs> but hey, hey, I couldn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not chartering it the plane. They're not on head. the charter plane, man. <laughs> and this is why we can't interview coaches. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, you see. And we're sober tonight. You know what I mean? You said for me to say it. I'm just saying. I was going to keep it to myself. Anybody else have anything they want to say? Uh, I know everybody has work tomorrow, so we'll, we'll start to taper it down. But cool to hear from the boys on the bus. Cool to, uh, to have a, a, a shared moment like that. Something we talk about all the time. The shared energy, the shared moments. This is the kind of stuff you remember, you know? Man, I, I couldn't be prouder of this team and the way that the, I mean, look, just I know we talk about the shout out just now, but you just that cohesiveness is what got him to this point. You saw it all season long. And and look, oh, and that's another thing, too. Can we take a trip to Puerto Rico like every year now? Because every time we go to the Caribbean, it seems like we make the postseason. I mean, look, if we could talk to RCAF and do like a fun to like, I don't know, do some type of trip or something, if that's even legal, we need to be doing that just so we can. Uh, apparently, it's every time we go to the Caribbean, they might have some magic fountain down there that we go see that gets us into the postseason every year. Mr. Chuck in D.C., all yours. Here in D.C. watching the game. Uh uh, no biter. Uh, fuck yeah, we won. Fuck yeah. Sorry, excuse my language. That's anyway, okay. That's late right. night. Go Cajuns. Glad, glad they're back in the dance. Last time I saw them in the dance when I was in school there, it was the 90s. Just God bless you guys. Spread the word. Go Cajuns. I'll, uh, I'll throw it out on Twitter and uh, keep promoting the brand. Go Cajuns. Love you guys. Keep doing it. All right. Bye. Thanks, man. Really appreciate you checking in. 
repping the brand all the way from the nation's capital. Uh, Chuck is a good one. He he always listens. Um, yeah, going yeah. back to the the two thousand game, I think was that Brett Smith. Was it Brett Smith on that team? And didn't yep. he steal the ball and then got called for a foul? Didn't That's he touch correct. a player? Yeah, I was in the the um, clubhouse with the baseball team, and uh, we all yeah, I think we turned it off after that point because we were so pissed off that that they blew that call. Um, but yeah, then who? I mean, who knew that a few months later we we'd be in Omaha? Right? I mean, that was insane. What a crazy year that was for Cajun athletics. Let's do it again this year. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to getting together, watching the game, the tournament game, where, whoever we play, wherever we play. Uh, again, shared experience is what it's all about. These are going to be things we remember for the rest of our lives. Going to the dance is a big deal, always has been. Glad to be back. I, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. It's great. And look, there are a couple of alumni in the area, and I've been trying to put something together, and, and another guy and I have been going back and forth in text, but just time, things happen, and work happens, and life happens. But we're going to try to start doing stuff regularly with the Houston alumni in different areas around the city, and uh, maybe that'll start, you know, this coming Tuesday night. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe that'll, that'll be our first gathering to kind of kick things off for, for us getting together on a regular basis. We're going to need some video from that so we can share and try to get everybody else, maybe get some cells going and all over, all over the country. So this is a good excuse to get togethers, UL alum and Cajun fans and everything. This is a great reason to do it. So if anybody's listening and you have an, an idea or an inkling to do that, do it wherever you are. If you're, if you're not around here or you are, whatever, just, uh, just keep it up. Yeah. Or celebrate the night, man. Up. Celebrate the night. It's, it's a great night. Well, it is players, a great night. The players certainly are. Oh yeah. Awesome. That was cool. All right, everybody. Uh, Cajun, the Razor Review is brought, brought to you by Gordon McKernan Injury Attorneys, Lafayette Roofing, and Patriot Steel Group. I'm not going to get into the read tonight because this is a celebratory pod, but th- those people are good sponsors of Razor Review and UL Athletics, so patronize them. What you got, Jerry? Man, I tell you what, we going dancing. That's it, baby. Good night, everybody.